and welcome to the Borderlands Church broadcast. I'm Matthew Yates, and I am here with Nathan Perry, the lead pastor. Hello, Nathan. Howdy, partner. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Wonderful. Well, we're going to talk about Borderlands Church today. We're also going to talk about some of our core values. So Borderlands Church is a new church plant here in Lexington, Kentucky. We're currently meeting at 3000 Blake James Drive, which is the East Side Library in the 40509 area of Lexington, Kentucky. And we'd love to have you guys come and join us this day, today, Sunday, 2 p.m., upstairs on the second floor in one of the conference rooms. We never know which one we're going to be in, so uh, probably medium, small, or large, right? Just look for the big, uh, or big sign, big A-frame sign. Big A-frame, Borderlands. So Borderlands is a church. It's a spirit-filled community. Uh, part of the International Pentecostal Holiness Church, and we're coming together to learn how to do kingdom life and live life in the kingdom of God. And we do that by studying the scriptures, the teaching of Jesus, engaging in discipleship, forming Christ-centered relationships, and spreading God's love to our world. So welcome, Nathan. Welcome. <laughs> what are we talking about today? So, uh, yeah, we're going to continue talking about our, our core values, and now we're going to talk about our next core value, which is power perfected a weakness, and this is out of Second Corinthians twelve nine. All right. Well, tell us about power perfected in weakness, kind right. of a, the power of the kingdom, right? Yeah. So the scripture says in Second Corinthians twelve nine, it says, "But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me." So in the, I guess, the spectrum of church planning and, you know, in general, churches find themselves pursuing uh, church planning and pursuing doing church uh, by, the, by their own means and by their own power. Uh, I guess kind of, for example, you could see churches, you know, uh, funding, funneling a lot of money and funneling a lot of power and talent into certain individuals and uh, mm -hmm. building a huge event and having people come, which is all good and fine, but... Um, at the end of the day, I believe that doesn't necessarily build a church. That builds a crowd. Um, yeah. But we're, we're trying to be doing what we're trying to do as uh, kingdom people as we're trying to uh, build a church, um, which not to you know dog people who have these huge events because they're really good for the community and they really have their part and have their place. But I just feel like what God has called us to do as a church is to be a part of uh, building a church and not necessarily building a big event. Um, so we believe that in our weakness, um, you know, uh, to be frank, I'm kind of, you know, I'm inexperienced in pastoral ministry, uh, pretty much fresh out of college, and I feel like God was calling me to do this, and uh, God was uh, allowed me to meet you, and we were able to talk about planning this church. Sure. So even though uh, people in the church world can be like, this is... Uh, this is maybe not a good idea for you to do this. Maybe not the normal way to do things. Yeah, huh? maybe not the normal way. I, I was actually talking to a, uh, a a friend at this conference, IPHC conference, uh, last week, and he's like, yeah, usually people start out doing like youth ministry or something, but yeah. you know, it's cool that God's called you to do this and you're doing it. So right. it's in this weakness and in, in this limp, so to speak, mm -hmm. that God uh, gets all the glory because obviously— if it was obviously, it's not me that's going to make this right. church. It makes perfect sense, right? So let him shine, and he can use you and hone you and take the skill set that he's birthed inside of you and the DNA he's put in you for the kingdom. And if you're subject to him and say, "Look, 
Lord, I'm willing to go. I'm, I'm willing to come all the way from Oklahoma to Lexington, Kentucky, give up my life, and follow you. That's pretty much a kingdom principle in and of itself, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, God definitely, uh, Jesus says in the Scripture, and uh, I can't remember the exact Scripture, but in Matthew he talks about how those who uh, leave their fathers and mothers will be blessed, and not to make the conversation you know, around me, but yeah. this is this is what we do in the kingdom. This is what we're all doing as part of Borderlands Church. Right. We're all, you know, I guess making these sacrifices to be a part of a new church plant because it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's a lot of hard work to be part of a church plant. You know, uh, people have yeah. been, you know, families that have been established and rooted in churches in the area for a long time. You know, deciding that now they're going to be a part of a new church plant and you know have to you know carry in stuff from week to week and <laughs> yeah, right. they can't just come in and sit down they have to be you know proactive and doing things so but it's also very rewarding because we we get to you know come together as a community and really do this thing together and trust God that he's going to build this church so talking about power <clears throat> the power of the kingdom is perfected in our weaknesses so God is able to use the nondescript. He's able to use the people who are fringe. He's able to use people from the Beatitudes, like the meek and the pure in heart, and those who seek justice and mercy, and those who are persecuted and and uh, maybe not so much in the forefront of things. God is able to use them in his kingdom and make things work. So that's the power you're talking about today, right? The power of the kingdom, power perfected in weakness. Yeah, definitely. And just kind of backtrack a little bit um it's easy to look at the pro like power and how people use power and to kind of look like kind of make it like oh the problem's out there but the reality is the recipe for and the ingredients for failure all lie in each one of our hearts yeah it's in all of us to to default to using our own power and our own strengths and our own abilities um because i've often been in church and found myself uh, leaning on myself and leaning on all these things to give me power and to give me strength to be able to do what I have to do, whether it be preaching or teaching or uh, involved in music or doing a lesson. Um, I often would find myself uh, going back to my own abilities and my own uh, my own strengths to try to uh, get through or get through the message, but. Uh, you know, that that recipe for disaster is in all of us, but it's when we submit to that, it's when we kind of realize and recognize that we have this in us that we can truly begin to, uh, to take the path of uh, kingdom power. Yeah. So speaking to that, the, our human flaws, in and of ourselves, we can do a lot of things. We can climb the corporate ladder. We can climb the church ladder. We can climb the political ladder. We can push people out of the way. We can step on throats and kick people when they're down so that we can look out for number one. But that's not the way it is in the kingdom of God. It's like Paul said, you know, he, he told the church, look, I'm coming to you, not in the wisdom and the words of man, but in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. So there's a there's an upside downness about the kingdom of God and about doing, uh, living life in the kingdom of God the way Jesus would, don't you think? Certainly. And kind of on that note, uh, power in itself isn't bad. Right. Um, it's not intrinsically bad, you know. Uh, it, you know, it's easy. It's easy to dismiss power as this totally bad thing and kind of look at everyone who has uh, power, whether it be kingdom or uh, 
otherwise to kind of like write them off and be like, oh, they're they're powerful and that's sinful. Well, that's not true. We see in Genesis one twenty eight that uh, God had given power to Adam. He had given yeah. domain over the earth. Absolutely. Um, it's where it's it's our source of power that determines if it's if it's going to be used for the kingdom purposes or it's going to be used for selfish purposes. Right. There's actually this quote in one of my favorite books called The Way of the Dragon or The Way of the Lamb, and it says, a way of power exists that is good, true, and beautiful. But there's also a way of power that is evil, false, and ugly. So it's important to have that wisdom. Are we using our power? Uh, are we using power from God or using power from ourselves? Because we can be in the mix of it all, and really not even know where we're getting our power from because we'll be so focused on doing these programs and doing all these things that we'll kind of lose focus on what we're really doing and what it's really about. Um, so I think it's important to uh, pray to God for wisdom so that we can understand where we're getting our power from. And if we're not getting our power from the right place, um, that God would, that we would allow the Holy Spirit to confront us so that we would be um, willing to take a step back and submit to God and say, God, um, I know I've been using the power in the wrong place. Forgive me and help me to use your power, not my own. Exactly. Be a vessel of his power, a conduit, right? We've got to have that vertical conduit of power from God before we have that horizontal influence over people. And so it's not a manipulation. One great thing about Jesus is he is never manipulative. He is never coercive. He will never, ever, ever make us do something. And that's the incredible thing about the kingdom of God and, and the submission it takes to Jesus to be able to uh, walk out the teachings of Jesus and live a kingdom kind of life, right? That's right. Um, there's actually this uh, this really good scripture in James 3, 13 through 18. I'm going to read it for a second. Okay. He says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is, is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And the harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So I think... Uh, I think we can often see the fruits of our power, um, and I think the fruit of a church plant, what is what is the fruit? And I think we constantly have to keep looking at that so that we can know, like we can compare our fruit to Scripture, and if it lines up with Scripture, I think we have a pretty good indication that we're doing things the right way. But right. If, if the fruit doesn't line up with Scripture and it doesn't line up with what God wants, then I think that we have to reassess and kind of take a step back and ask God where he wants us to go. So I think a lot of times we can figure this out um, by seeking God, seeking the scripture, and then comparing the fruit. Um, just like it says in, in, in James three thirteen through 18, it talks about, you know, uh, if you have bitter and jealousy and selfish ambition and all these things in your heart, then, you know, it's false. It's not true. So you're listening to the Borderlands Church broadcast, and we're talking about one of our core values, which is power not over people, but under people. We call it power perfected in weakness. So, Pastor Nathan, let's tell everybody how they can come and be a part of a church like this. Yeah, so it's actually I was actually thinking the other day about all the kind of people that we would love to have at our church. You know, if you're 
a teacher or if you're musically inclined or if you like to do hospitality or if you like anything, whatever you want to do, whatever you feel like God has called you to do, this is the place for you. Um, if it's things I haven't mentioned or things I can't even think about uh, because I'm, you know, focused on, you know, doing a certain aspect, we want you to come. We want you to be a part of it because there is a place for you. There is a role for you at this church. Uh, um, there are things that haven't even been started at this church that you could be on the forefront of starting. Um, soon we'll actually be um, moving from a small group to actually having services right. at uh, the Double Tree. On Richmond Road. Oh, yeah, the Double Tree Suites on Richmond Road. In the French Quarter Square. Yeah. Yep. So we'll be having services there. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities for anybody and everybody to be plugged in and to do something with this church. Um, some roles haven't even been filled. Some roles haven't even been thought of. We still are looking for someone to head up the children's ministry, hospitality. We need people to do music. We need people to lead small groups. We need anything and everything. So this is a huge opportunity for so many people to be a part of something bigger than themselves, to be a part of something new and exciting. And uh, we believe that is God-centered and um, biblically oriented. So Right, right. Yeah, so we're not we're not trying to run the show. We're trying to fill the spots, right? Yeah, we're trying to give other people the opportunity to uh, work in the capacity that God has given them. And uh, through trial and error, through all these different ways, we believe that uh, God has a place for you at Borderlands Church, and we'd love for you to be a part of it. <laughs>